Welcome to the Bible Vault, where we unpack the jewels of God's Word. I'm Jason. And I'm Katrina. And today we will continue our series, Understanding Christian Concepts. And we will be leading into Easter by discussing the significance of Jesus' sayings on the cross. So first, why is it important for us to talk about Jesus' sayings on the cross? Well, the cross was a death by asphyxiation or suffocation. And as a result of the nails in one's hands and feet, it was excruciatingly painful and tiring to breathe. So after many hours, your body would be unable to take the next breath, and you end up suffocating. Therefore, these sayings of Jesus are not only the last seven things Jesus says before his death and subsequent resurrection, but are also sayings with enough importance that Jesus used painful and valuable breaths to say them. Yeah, that context is incredibly important. Remember, these things aren't just random things said in a, in a random moment. These are incredible jewels bestowed upon us in one of Jesus' most excruciating times. Arguably, maybe the, the most excruciating. So, go ahead and walk us through. What are the seven sayings, and what's the significance of each one? Well, the first saying is, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. The first thing Jesus does is intervene for those who are killing him, asking for their for forgiveness for them from God. And this is an example of Jesus' mediator taking the judgment meant for us as the sinners who are crucifying him and in its place asking for us to be forgiven. And I think it's important to note that that's the very first thing that Jesus did. Yeah, that's super important. That phrase, that role is so important that we actually did a few episodes about Jesus as our mediator back in our Who is Jesus series when we talked about the story of Job. So if you want to go watch or listen to those, um, those episodes were actually posted back in November of 2022. So go ahead and hop back to those and that might actually help you understand Easter a little bit more. So what's the second saying? The second saying is, Truly I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. And this saying was spoken to one of the criminals crucified next to Jesus, and it's important because we know very little about that criminal. We know that the cross was saved for one of the worst of offenders. So much so that I believe it was Cicero wrote, Far be the cross from any Roman citizen. It was considered disgraceful. It was considered just a terrible, terrible way to die. I wouldn't want to die that way. No, and even the Bible says, Cursed is the one who hangs on the tree. Yeah. Which is one of the prophecies Jesus had to fulfill. And so whatever crime this criminal committed was heinous. We know that the criminal, on the receiving end of this promise, believed in Jesus and offered only faith. What we don't know is if the criminal was baptized, if he was confirmed, if he went to synagogue, or even if he was a Jew or a Gentile. We have no idea, but we do know that he confessed faith in Christ. And that was enough for him to get to heaven with Jesus. Yeah, I feel like that's a big deal in helping us understand salvation. It's so important for us to understand that Jesus will always accept you as long as you're willing to have faith and repent. Super big deal. What's the third saying? The third saying was to Mary and John. And Jesus said to Mary, Woman, behold your son, and to John, behold your mother. 
Here, Jesus entrusts his mother to John's care, and this is significant for us because it demonstrates that Jesus will definitely take care of us and will show his love for us. I just love that. I, I have nothing else to say. I just love that. That's awesome. What's the fourth one? The fourth saying is, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And this actually has a couple of different interpretations, the first of which is that this is the moment that Jesus was enduring the wrath of God for the world's sins. During this time, the hand of the Father is against him, and there's no reprieve from the suffering. So it would be the equivalent of going through hell, where there's punishment and torment and suffering and no help from God whatsoever. But another interpretation is that, since the saying comes actually from the beginning of Psalm 22, that Jesus was quoting the psalm for the religious leaders. The psalm is a prophecy about Christ, and as the religious leaders would have the psalm memorized, the interpretation holds that Jesus is using the psalm to tell the leaders who he is and why he's not coming down for the cross, from the cross as they jeer at him saying, if he's truly the Christ, save himself. Yeah, I think that second um, interpretation is especially poignant as, as you learn more about the context and more about the time that they lived in. It's very interesting to know that, of course, Jesus did know everything about, about that time, but that it was so intertwined in the way that he handled everybody. Super cool. Yeah, and then with the first interpretation that he essentially went down to knock on the devil's door and said, hey, I win. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Uh, what's the fifth saying? The fifth saying is a very simple one, just, I thirst. And according to the book of John, Jesus says this to fulfill prophecy, which shows that even through his final breaths, Jesus was proving that he was the one who Old Testament prophecy was about. Which just keeps checking off the boxes, keeps going. There's too many, too many prophecies to, or that were fulfilled for me to even count. Somebody else has counted them before, but it's just incredible that even in that final, the final moments, he was proving he is the Messiah. What's the sixth saying? The sixth saying is, it is finished, which proclaims that the work of salvation is complete. Jesus at this point had successfully performed his mission, and we can look to this saying as evidence that the battle with sin has been won. Christ completed what the prophecies said he would do, and our sins have been taken away by the Lamb of God. I think it's really striking that that's the way that he decided to end his time on the cross. I, I just think that's striking. Um, I think that's all the thoughts I've got. Um, what's the last saying? The, the seventh and the final saying is, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And this saying, which is quoted from Psalm 31, is simply Jesus giving himself to his Father. He's indicating that he's going back to heaven, that his, again, his mission here on earth is complete, and it is, it's time to head back after the resurrection has happened. Yeah, and as we finish up this episode... We referenced Psalm 31 and Psalm 22, so if you have some extra time today, highly recommend reading those and just helping your, you understand Easter a little more and kind of get, it, get more into 
the Easter spirit. Any other thoughts from you today? No, I think that wraps it up for me today. Next episode is going next week we're actually going to be doing a one episode week. It's going to be a special just like we did for Christmas. We are going to be wishing everybody a happy Easter and delving into uh what that holiday directly means, some of the symbolism from things like hollowed out chocolate and going into what the empty tomb truly means for us. I am super excited because I'm going to learn so much next week. <laughs> if you have any questions or comments or you have something we you want us to cover on a future episode, please feel free to send us a message at the Bible Vault on all at the Bible Vault podcast on Instagram. Thank you for joining us today on the Bible Vault. God bless and we'll see you next time. Peace.